Welcome to the Padea Podcast, which is a podcast from the Luther Center for Ethics and Public Engagement. In each episode, we ask Luther College alumni to reflect on the college experience by answering questions about meaningful, awkward, or pivotal memories they have from their time at Luther. We hope these conversations inspire current students to navigate their own awkward moments and encourage other alumni to connect their Luther experience to where they are now. I'm Dominique. In our very first episode, we are asking an alumni what it's like to be unprepared for class. Being unprepared can take on many forms, and it can be difficult in the moment to decide what the best course of action should be. Should you fake it till you make it, skip class, or own up to your mistake? Today we are talking with Emily Tope. Emily graduated from Luther with an English degree in 2015. While she wasn't an official music major, she described herself as a music major at heart because she spent so much time in Jensen while participating in orchestra in some small ensembles. So is there a reason why you chose to be an English major and not a music major? Uh, not a good reason, no. <laughs> uh, I'd always been drawn to the writing element of English, but figured a major in it wasn't necessarily going to be all that helpful when I went out into the world. I did end up getting a job pertaining to my English major, so that's that's a win for English majors everywhere. But... But no, I, I just, it was my junior year. Um, I'd been in the background working my way toward an English major if I didn't find anything else that sort of called to me. And I loved music, but didn't want to go into career of music either. So the English major just fit in the end. I still liked it. I, I don't have any regrets about that. Well, that's good. Uh, and it's great to hear that you found a job uh, using your English major. So that's that's a definitely a plus for an English major. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. So speaking of, would you mind telling me a little bit about what you do now? Yes. Um, so I said I got a job with my English major. That was in publishing, uh, where I worked making uh, foreign language learning textbooks for middle and high school students. Um, but about two years ago, I transitioned to completely different industry, which was another of my interests in and after Luther, which is uh, working with video and um, animation. So right now I work as a video editor for an event production company in the Twin Cities, um, where I get to sort of explore the creative side of uh, if you know the creative suite at all with After Effects and Premiere Pro doing some animation and then also operating the camera at some of our shoots. Every once in a while, I travel the country um, and go with our team to film something on site. But a lot of the time I get to do my work with my cat on my lap at home. And that makes me just so happy. <laughs> That sounds like a fantastic mix of comfort, creativity, some technical skill, just really the dream there. It is. Yeah. It's allowed me to put a lot of my skills together. Like even the music and writing stuff has still come in handy. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so what do you remember about your graduation? Mm -hmm. Um. The, the big story from my graduation um, was um, about a student named Chris Norton, um, who had sustained um, injury in football several years back and had to relearn how to walk. Um, so I remember most from my graduation 
when he got up and walked across the stage to receive his mm. diploma, uh, everyone stood. So he just had this standing ovation all around to recognize the work he'd done um, to get to that point and achieve that goal. And that was really cool. Um, I also remember having a former Luther grad as our speaker. Um, and he did a really good job. He had a funny speech. He worked in radio. Um, but I suppose he was a bit overshadowed in the end. That definitely makes sense. I remember hearing about that story sort of even a couple years later, but I guess I didn't realize it was as recently as 2015. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Wow. I can understand why that would be sort of the big, the big event from your graduation. Yeah, for sure. So would you mind telling me about what was your toughest class while you were at Luther? Sure. I think maybe the toughest class I took at Luther was ear training. Hmm. It's just a one credit class. It's taken as part of music theory. Uh, but it's not really like other classes, at least that I took, um, in terms of reading an assigned chapter and sort of memorizing facts to move forward. It was literally training your ear to recognize intervals and melodies without necessarily any written notation um, to help train your ear um, or recognize the notes that you were trying to hit or identify. Um, so I'd, I'd been around music long enough to understand the theory part of it, but I don't have perfect pitch. I hadn't done much in the way of choir and singing from written transcriptions uh, because I was an instrumentalist. Um, so I suppose the challenge of that class came in the way of having to think and learn differently. I remember frequently testing myself with interval identification. Um, I'd think like, this sounds like the NBC theme, but is it really a major sixth or is it a minor sixth? Uh, so more than ever before, um, more than any other class I can think of, I had to really develop a new skill and not just absorb new information. So it required a different level of effort, I'd say. Sure, sure. I feel like I would have been completely lost in a class like that. Like that sounds like it would have been overwhelming on the first day looking at the syllabus. Yeah, it was. I mean, I wanted to take it. I was in music theory just to better myself as a musician. Um, but I don't know, we could all learn from any class, even if it's something small. So, you know, if you ever have the chance, you could go back and take a music theory class. I recommend it. <laughs> uh, I got to admit, I don't think I've ever heard a student tell me that I should just take a music theory <laughs> class for fun. <laughs> I, I mean, I took all sorts of classes for fun just because of the person I am and the time that I had to do that. And I, I'm happy I had the time. I, I took a lot of classes I wouldn't have seen myself in, but learned a lot. Emily is a true student of the liberal arts as evidenced by her ability to shift fields mid-career. She sets the scene for her story of being unprepared in a science class she took her senior year. I don't remember if I did this for fun or for a science credit, but I signed up for Intro to Astronomy. Um, and like I said, it, it was a wild ride of a class, but by no means a blow-off class. Um, you had to work to understand all of the concepts we were learning. And there was this one lab in particular, I'll probably always remember. Uh, the goal of the lab was 
to measure the tilts of the moon's orbit around Earth as compared to the Earth's orbit around the sun, because they're not exactly on the same plane. And we knew the answer going in, it was five degrees, but the purpose of the lab was to prove that number through you know, the, the scientific method. Um, so the way the lab worked was that we would go out in the night and uh, measure the moon's position in the sky relative to unmoving objects. So I found a nice field of sorts um, on the edge of campus. And I used um, a tree that I would stand a measured distance away from. And I think um, the Pegasus constellation, uh, which from our viewpoint doesn't move in a significant fashion. Um, and I was actually warned about this lab before I signed up for the class. <laughs> Uh, because it would require you on at least one occasion to wake up at like 2 a.m. and then go outside and gather these measurements. Um, and I'm not ever looking to be awake at 2 a.m. It's just not something I'm really built for. Um, but I knew this assignment was coming, so I felt prepared. Um, and I want to say we had three or four weeks to go out at somewhat different times and different moon phases to collect our data. Um, and you had to plan that out ahead of time to make sure you got enough measurements um, and to make sure like a cloudy sky isn't going to prevent you from collecting the data that you need. Um, so partway through this lab, I seem to recall that there was going to be like many cloudy nights in a row, but there would be one clear night in the middle of it all. So I planned to set my alarm for this early morning hour. I walked to the field measure myself from the tree, and then get the moon's measurements. But I get out there, and there's no moon. <laughs> I pulled out my phone that had one of the apps that shows you where constellations and other uh, objects in the sky are, um, given your location. And it showed the moon was still under the horizon. It hadn't risen yet. So I've woken up and walked into what I imagine was a cold night. It's probably November at this point. And I'm standing in this empty field at 2 a.m. for nothing. And it'd be, I know, an hour or hours before the moon would be high enough for me to actually measure it the way I needed to. So I think I just said, screw it and went back home. Uh, so there was no purposeful failure to prepare because I knew we were learning about how the different moon phases sort of rise and set at different times in class. And it must have been in a phase like near new moon, because that's when the moon is up during mostly day hours. So it, it must just be the case that I failed to take that into consideration. I just went too early. Uh, or it's possible as all my preparation went into getting myself up at that ungodly hour and never considered that the moon wouldn't be up at that same time. So oh no! I, I know. I did finish the lab. Everything turned out fine. But I'll never get that hour of sleep back. I uh, wasted my own time. And I think that's what haunts me. So what I absolutely love about that is that, I mean, it's almost as if nature itself was like working against you to keep you from being prepared for class. Yes, it did feel like an elaborate prank by the universe at the time. <laughs>
it's like sometimes as a student, you're just never going to be able to be prepared. You do everything that you can do. <laughs> and sometimes still the universe works against you. Yeah. I mean, this isn't technically one of those cases. I could have checked more things and gotten ahead of this one. But yeah, it did not feel great at the time. So what did you end up doing? Did you go back out the same day or like the next day? I think I think we didn't. Like, it wasn't a requirement necessarily that I got that exact measurement. It was having enough measurements over the span of time that I could graph it or whatever the assignment was in order to prove the that five degrees answer. Uh, so I I think I just missed a data point I could have had that would have, mm. you know, bolstered the assignment as a whole, but wasn't crucial. Sure, sure. So everything works out all right in the end. You still are able to complete the assignment and I assume pass the class. <laughs> yes, yes. Both of those things are true. Well, that's a relief. You're telling me. <laughs> So how did it feel, especially for a class that, you know, might have been an elective, might have just been, you know, a science credit, not really focused on your major. How did it feel at the time to not have been prepared or to miss that sort of crucial information that would let you get the data points that you wanted? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I'm a usually a very prepared person, sort of in all areas of life. Um, so I, I hate the feeling of being surprised, especially when I, I could have prepared for it. I mean, it's not like I, I can't deal with spontaneity at all, but when I can be prepared for something, why wouldn't I be? That's sort of uh, my mantra going through life. Um, so, I mean, at the time, it's it, it wasn't a huge deal. I, I prefer, again, I prefer to be prepared for all classes, but it might be a little bit more embarrassing if it's in my major or in an area that I'm supposed to know a lot about or care more about. In this case, it was probably a science credit that I just needed. Uh, but to me, it's it's all the same that I I want to succeed and put myself in the best place to succeed that I can. So the feeling of getting out there in large part because it was so so early and cold and I was outside when I could have been sleeping uh really added insult to injury on that one sure that definitely makes sense I mean it's not even the same but even when you're staying up late <laughs> to complete an assignment right even yeah. if you're up late enough and you're like this still isn't quite how I wanted it sometimes that sort of perfectionist comes out and says, oh, like, I know that I'm thinking irrationally because of the time, but also this just is not right. Yep. You gotta sometimes just go with what you have, even when it's <laughs> not as good as you want. Sure, sure. So have you ever skipped a class because you didn't prepare? No, I have never skipped a class for any reason. And I will tell you that I say that proudly. Uh, I lived that I, I lived for academia in college. Um, that's what I was there for. That's sort of how I'm built. I wasn't, you know, eat, sleep, study 100% of the time uh, by any means. And I realize many of my fellow students had more, quote unquote, fun in their college years. But 
I got what I wanted out of the four years of the experience and don't have any regrets about the way I prioritized my time. Um, in fact, it was a, a recurring nightmare for me in college that I would turn up for a class unprepared. My dream self would walk into a classroom only to find out there was a test I hadn't studied for, or my homework was missing from my backpack, or I couldn't even find the classroom for some reason. Um, and it was like after the class had started, so I was late, uh, which I say only because uh, it's a it's a pretty deep-seated need, my need to be prepared. I relate to that very, very <laughs> deeply, <laughs> so deeply. There was one time, one time where I had an like an 8 a.m. class and I remember like I was scared the entire semester. I'm going to forget something. I'm going to be late. I'm not going to be able to like do something that's assigned in class. And near the end of the semester, I woke up one day just feeling off and I knew that something had gone wrong and I roll over and I realized that my my alarm hadn't gone off and I had slept halfway through the class. And I remember throwing on like all of my clothes and rushing <laughs> over to the building and I'm waiting outside when the class is over and I, I'm looking at the professor and I'm like begging, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do to make this up? And I remember she just sort of looked at me concerned and then she goes, you realize that there's a second version of this class that I'm about to teach. You can just sit in <laughs> on that one. And the relief that I felt at that moment, just overwhelming me. It was like all of those fears that had been building up that semester and just this like cathartic, oh my goodness, it's okay. I'm going to be okay. Just that, that sticks with me as someone who also is so scared of being unprepared or being late or not having my academic life together. Oh, I feel that so strongly. <laughs> I think I was, I was once, I was in the same situation, not quite as bad, but I was, I woke up like 10 minutes late for an 8 a.m. class and I just booked it across campus to get there. And I, so I like, I made the class, I was probably 15, 20 minutes late, but I, I remember sitting in the class the whole time and I had, I think a front row seat too, that I just still took, even though I probably could have sat in the back and I just sat there feeling so ashamed. Like I couldn't make eye contact with the professor who probably like couldn't have cared. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, that's something I live with. <laughs> yep. So relatable. So what advice would you give a student who forgets to complete an assignment or ends up being unprepared either because of the universe or because of their own, uh, mistakes? Yeah. Um, so as a self-proclaimed non-expert on this topic, uh, I'd say being unprepared for one class isn't that big of a deal. I mean, I know enough to know that that's true, even if I may feel differently for myself. Uh, but you're not setting your future self up for success, right? Because depending on your particular situation, now you may have twice as much work to do before the next class, whether it's reading or studying or practicing. Um, and if you're not careful, your to-do list can be like a ball rolling down a hill. It's easiest to catch up to it earlier rather than later before it really gathers speed and gets away from you. Because once you don't meet that one deadline, you're rushing to get even more work done. And that can lead you to having to push more and more tasks further into the future. 
or at least having to do them under tighter deadlines. So you're probably more stressed while you're doing those and not putting your best foot forward on the things you are able to complete. Um, this is assuming, of course, that all of the work is required and you couldn't just potentially skip it and vow to do better in the future. Um, but of course, like time is finite and there's a lot of areas competing for your attention in college, including coursework, including the social scene, but also potential employment on or off campus and any extracurriculars you may be part of. Obviously, music is uh, by far the biggest one at Luther. Um, so being on the ball, so to speak, 100% of the time uh, likely isn't the best choice for most people, uh, if only for the sake of their mental health. So like with all things in life, um, I'd say each person needs to find their balance. Um, and in college, that's usually balancing school life versus personal life. It's asking, you know, what's most important to you? How do you define success in those two areas? Um, and what are you willing to compromise now for the benefit of your future self? I think those are questions that stick with people for the entirety of life. Um, and like with a lot of things, your college years are a training ground for you to start figuring this out. I think I came into college with a mindset attuned to academic discipline and a sort of appreciation for delayed gratification in that uh, I, I preferred to get tasks done early and save my relaxation time for when I knew I would enjoy it, when I didn't have deadlines hanging over my head, even if those deadlines were weeks out. Um, and my scales probably leaned too far in that direction sometimes. Uh, though I'd like to think I've learned to allow myself to take more breaks, give my brain some time off, let it work in the background, uh, especially when I have plenty of time to do so. Uh, but not everyone is me. So I, I've certainly encountered more people who have the opposite problem, procrastinating into the early morning hours and vowing rather futilely that they'll never do it again. Um, so it comes back to that idea of balance, where college is a good time to be asking yourself, how can I minimize stress and maximize joy? So that'll always be a compromise. It's not always fully in your control because life happens, uh, but it's all we can do to make a choice, see how it pans out and adjust how we make decisions for ourselves in the future. Um, so I guess I'll I'll end by saying uh, when it comes to feeling unprepared for class, it's up to you how much that bothers you. If you're like me and it creates an end of the world feeling, um, I, I trust that you'll double down on whatever type of preparation you need to do so you can go in next time feeling as unstressed as possible or catching up with the professor uh, like you did and finding out, you know what, I can attend this other class right now and let all the stress go and get right back into my schedule. Um, but if, you know, that feeling of not being prepared doesn't bother you at all, you probably won't make any adjustments. Um, I just advise those people to keep an eye on the longer term effects. So if a lack of preparation leads to you failing a class, you should probably look into changing your habits. 
Um, but if you can cram at the last minute and get by, I mean, you're free to do so. It may or may not affect whatever job you end up getting, which is sort of the point of college, um, other than, you know, getting to know yourself. Um, and I find my extensive preparation for just about everything has served me well, but I've seen other people go farther in life or be equally as content with much less preparation in general. So there's there's no one way to be, but there probably is a, a best way for each individual, a best balance. And it's never too early to start thinking about that balance, whether it's thinking about the benefit of your present and your future self, that minimizing stress and maximizing joy, or balancing sort of preparation and spontaneity. It's just about being aware of what works best for you. I do like that, especially that idea of sort of balancing, not only finding that balance for yourself of stress and sort of maximizing your comfort or maximizing your success, but mm -hmm. also that idea of thinking about your future self and your present self and recognizing that both of those selves sort of have needs and that you can work to sort of fulfill the needs of your present self and of your future self. Um, something that, you know, I at least know that I've forgotten in the past. And I, I like that sentiment. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a lot like if you've ever read about people's different approach to finances, where there's a, it's balancing that want versus need, but also the, do I just want this now? Or might I want to save the money and get something I'll want more in the future? And then I'll have saved up money in this case, but it could just be time or effort or space in your brain um, in terms of being prepared for any given class or event in general. Thank you, Emily, for being on the Padea podcast, and thanks to everyone who listened. In upcoming episodes, we will be back with a story about a time that a student performed without their sheet music. The Padea podcast is sponsored by the Center for Ethics and Public Engagement at Luther College and produced in partnership with KWLC, Luther's campus radio station. Padea is written, hosted, and produced by Dominique Stringer. It is edited by Asher Elliott Smith. Special thanks to executive producer Andy Hageman, production assistant Matimbe Moyo, and theme song composer Andrew Murray.